everyone to Pop Culture Prisoner. I'm your host, Dipti, and I'm here with Larkin and Haley to discuss Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi there. Are you guys ready for a twofer to discuss oh, yeah. the last two episodes? Um, I do want to do some preliminary discussion, though, of two things. Okay. Number one, is it just me? Or is Jennifer Aniston the spokesperson for, like, a thousand products now? Yeah. Well, Aveeno and Smart Water. No, and I just saw her viral proteins or whatever, vital proteins Oh, she's doing that, too? Oh, I bought your, I bought the um, collagen you recommended. Me, too. Yeah. Oh, did it arrive? Yes. I know. So I started, I took it, like, two mornings in a row, and then I cleaned up, put it away, and forgot I had it, and then I just pulled it out (laughs) again today. Um, But no, it's great. You're right. You cannot taste it. At least in oh, my see, coffee, right? I, oh, you put it in your coffee? Yes, you, Haley. You have a frother, right? Yeah, yeah, the milk frother. So put the scoop, like when the milk starts frothing, scoop the um, collagen into that, and it mixes it up. And then I do a little sprinkle of coconut sugar on top. Hmm. Ooh, and then I can't taste it. So I've just been mixing it with water and chugging it down. And I have to say, I do feel like I'm very like gag prone so I and I it's all meant a lot of it is mental too I start thinking collagen 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 (laughs) (laughs) yes and like bones nails yeah like jiggly fat and tendons and whatever and then I'm like so I literally have to like stop myself from vomiting at the end of chugging my glass of water there's a slight flavor but it's there not is bad. a little bit of a flavor, but mix it or even just froth milk and add a little cinnamon to it. Like before bed, have like a little glass of warm collagen milk with cinnamon. <laughs> That's not going to make her throw up. I don't know. <laughs> warm collagen. I know. I'm such a child of the 80s. We, Mom used to do warm milk before bed. I still do that sometimes. When? What house did you grow up in? I don't remember mom ever <laughs> making warm milk before Yes, bed. mom did warm milk all the time. She stopped when you were born, Haley. No, she, yeah. I never, I never had warm milk. Ask mom. I'm telling I you. I will. All right. <laughs> I, I, I'm very anti-warm milk. I think I, my mom tried to give it to me and that makes me gag. You know what yeah. else makes me gag? Big time. Milk in India. They take oh. it from water buffalo. It is disgusting. And on top of it, it's always served warm. Oh. So it is like, I, I still, it's been like a thousand years since I've had that. And I can still taste it Yuck. and want to die. Yeah. Well, <laughs> isn't like from it. India that whole fad of like the turmeric, the warm turmeric milk? That was like and all that has cinnamon goo. and everything in it yeah, too. It's like yeah, cinnamon, yep. cardamom, turmeric mixed mm-hmm. with oh, actually that's like almond milk mixed with almond milk. It was like on goop and all these like it was oh, kind I'm of a big sure. health fad a while ago. And I yeah, I mean was, like uh, all those things are like good spices. I mean, yeah, I, I'm sure that that's like uh, something that they give as a remedy for stuff. Like yeah. they have like a 
thousands of years of old, old right. like, remedies. Yeah. Um, by the way, if the listeners are wondering, we are going to get to Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, but we, <laughs> we were will. talking about Live Well Collagen Peptides. I am yes. not sponsored by it, and I do not vouch for it, improving your health. But I just think it's made my skin look better. And we talked yeah. about it for like 20 minutes on a recent podcast. So <laughs> I will say this. Yes, and I'm I'm convinced it's going to improve my my skin and my life. And <laughs> your life. Wow. And also I would like to say in terms of the warm milk, I have been become such a convert to oat milk in the past few days <gasps> that I recently tried to put to put I like got broth. you on oat milk. Actually, Allison, to give her full credit, introduced me. But yes, the oat milk frothing at your house over Thanksgiving was the one that convinced me that I was like, I need to make sure Kyle gets me a frother for yeah. Christmas because my frother broke at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. And then start doing oat milk. So now I've been doing it for, I don't know, three weeks. And it is like I tried to do frothed warm cow's milk the other day in my milk and I was I'm in my coffee and I was like, nope. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm the like a full-on convert. It's crazy. The reason why I switched to the oat milk was I do, you know, I do love milk. I love the creaminess mm-hmm. of it, but I was breaking out around my mouth. And oh. when I looked into like what could be causing breakouts, one of the first things was dairy and um, so I tried the oat milk because I don't really love almond milk or coconut milk. I don't love those substitutes. So I tried the oat milk and that is my favorite one because I, I think it replicates the creaminess of milk mm-hmm. the best. So, so good. Yeah. I have, I went through a big oat milk phase and, um, but I was on this 10 day reset that Dr. Hyman's, like he's a functional medicine doctor that he said to do. And so I'm like, okay, Dr. Hyman. Um, I mean, he's told millions of people to do. He's making so much money off of me. And anyways, um, I wasn't allowed to use oat milk for my smoothies. They were like, well, you're not supposed to use oats just for these 10 days. So they had me on almond milk. And I'm like, oh, I refuse to use almond milk. But if I must for 10 days. And now I can't use oat milk. Now I'm on the almond milk. And it's so much cheaper. It's only like $3.49 in these here parts. Um, (laughs) It's probably like $1.99 in normal places. (laughs) But like anyways, uh, so much milk stuff. I don't understand how almond milk and flax milk and all these milks are made. I know I should like Google it, but I'm just kind of like, whatever. I feel really stupid that I don't get the process. I think they're soaked in water and pressed. Yeah. Oh, okay. I could be wrong, but that's what I'm going with. That's how oat milk's made. Well, I am going to let you guys know in a week. I'm having this big nutritionist appointment on Wednesday with Dr. Hyman's Functional Medicine Facility, where I am probably also getting chipped. But I'm like, no, they're going to solve every single one of my problems. And um, that's happening one hour before inauguration of our oh. new incoming president, Joe Biden. Uh-huh. What time is is that noon? It's noon on Wednesday. That's right? at noon. So everyone yeah. should think of me at 11 a.m. Eastern time on okay. Wednesday because my life <laughs> might change. I'm excited uh, for you. <laughs> thank you. So that's all I had to say about Jennifer Aniston. But uh, let's get to, oh, I did just finish Real Housewives of Orange County, like not 10 minutes ago, the the whole season. And 
just for our listeners, Dina and I, you know, Dina of Roni and Family Karma recap fame with me. We are going to do a little recapper of the season of OC because there are simply too many thoughts about this latest season. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so many people have boycotted it. And I completely understand why. But it was a fascinating season. I was going to boycott it. And I'm actually glad I didn't. It was, and also the nice thing about it was it was a short season. If it had dragged on for three more or six more episodes, no way. And honestly, like, you're right that it was fascinating. If they didn't have all the drama with Bronwyn, who I can't stand, by the way, um, (laughs) they would not have had much going on, though, to be honest, because of coronavirus and everything. Just limited interactions and like, I mean, and I don't know, we're still living through coronavirus. It's hard to sit and watch people like talk about it and then act like it's like recovered, like, like it's, it's over now. And it's like, no. Right, right, right. So when did they finish filming? They finished filming in the summer, right? Yeah. End of summer, I think, or middle of summer. Okay, so so things weren't May, as bad then, right. I guess. But yeah, right. In May, what middle of May is when they sort of started to lift the lockdown mm-hmm. in California. So it probably felt like woohoo, it's over. But yeah, ooh. yeah, I yeah. think it was like summertime, and then they just just filmed the reunion. So I, I yeah. think that Dina and I will probably. I don't know if we're going to do it this week or the following week. I don't know if we're going to record our recap and our thoughts on the season before the reunion begins or after it begins but just know that that's coming and is there anything that Larkin you or Haley you would like to say before we begin Salt Lake City about OC I didn't I only saw a couple episodes so I it sounds like I need to go back and watch it because I want to listen to your recap oh okay should I just watch like the last couple episodes no you should watch it all (gasps) all right (laughs) I'll do it I'll do it (laughs) all right count me in I mean, Haley, I know that you detest Bronwyn, and obviously, and oddly, Shane was not horrible this season. Um, no, they Dana, actually... Or Emily's husband was not, like, awful, and it's shocking. He was actually funny sometimes. Funny, yeah. <laughs> I kind of saw, like, their relationship that she would always say was their relationship, but we were like, no, he hates you, and you. this is not a good thing. But then this season, I was like, oh, I kind of see it. Like, mm-hmm. I was thinking of Ben and Ronnie King on Starcastle. You know, Ben <laughs> and Ronnie on Watch Our Crappins, they always do their... Anyway, when they're making fun of him, they They're so joke. funny. Um, yeah, so, okay. OC recap forthcoming for anyone and don't boycott my podcast because I'm going to have one freaking episode recapping OC. A lot of people are not recapping OC because they are problematic women, but they're all, almost all of them are problematic. Especially Kelly. I am. mm -hmm, Yes. Not a fan. I would like to say, I am really curious to hear y'all's take on Shannon and her relationship. Oh, I have a thousand. Okay. No, I don't have a thousand thoughts, but I do have a lot of, Shannon things that I need to let out of my system. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I am excited uh, to hear what they are. (laughs) Can't wait. Are they a little codependent? And are they both alcoholics? Who? Shannon and her boyfriend. I think, yeah, maybe. That seems to be what's being indicated. Right? I mean, from what I've seen, I don't think that he he enables her her. at all. Uh, Yeah. 
I, no, I don't I think know. He I think he likes her. I think he likes her because they can get drunk together. They're big. I think he likes her. I think, yeah, I don't know. I I mean, honestly, the whole thing about the whole insinuations that they're both like raging alcoholics makes their relationship make more sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what? Totally. That's such a good point, Haley. Yeah. Because otherwise, there is nothing. Right. Nothing there. Yeah. Zero chemistry. Right. He doesn't like being in the same room as her. He doesn't smile when she's around like Really? I don't yeah. get all of that. I think he seems like I think he seems <sighs> whatever happened with them during quarantine though, like if she was her the Shannon that we've seen on TV for many years <laughs> towards him. <laughs> Which it sounds like she was, and it sounds like there was a lot of drinking and a lot of screaming and swearing. I think that he came out of that being more like, okay, I'm still going to try to make this work. And now I'm just going to try to say what she wants me to say. And I'm going to keep changing what I'm like saying till I get it right. Because now she seems to have a tone in her voice again. Okay, let me let me change what I'm saying again and see if that works this time to make her not be a psycho. That's what I think. Interesting. She's anyway, ugly. should we get on to Salt Lake yeah. City? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so we're covering the last two episodes. Apologize for that, but we had to do a twofer for scheduling reasons. But the first episode, a lot of it was like a ton of buildup. I think to a lot of stuff that happened in the second episode. So we might breeze through the first episode a little mm-hmm. more quickly, but um, just like some of the highlights from that first episode are uh, Jen is going to throw this fabulous b- surprise birthday party for Sharif, who we all know she never sees cause he's never home. She's going to throw a hip hop party. I did laugh that she's like, everyone wear hip hop outfits. That just in and of itself. It actually reminded me of Shannon Bedore from that OC episode, like a couple seasons ago where she was like trying to be like hip, pop but it was just like it ended up coming off as so problematic i'll never (laughs) forget the um shannon bedore dressed up as axel rose was that (laughs) like didn't she dress up as like a soft photos of that like a heavy metal guy oh my god i was yeah yeah like if i were david bedore i would have been heading for the hills i'm like oh my god she looked so horrible Um, So everyone's gonna have to, uh, you know, put on some hip hop outfits. And Jen is telling Whitney on FaceTime that she's not gonna invite Mary. And she doesn't need a bunch of filler people. And I did notice like, do you guys notice like when Whitney talks in every conversation, whether she's being serious, or whether she's being light and airy, she's always smiling. Mm. And it throws me off. Yeah. She's um no longer one of my faves after these two episodes. She mm-hmm. bugs the Conniving. shit out of me now. Yeah. Yeah, you I, yeah. I can't wait. Okay, we'll we'll get to well, that. So now conniving and manipulative and more like I don't know about I know we touched on it last time, the whole thing about her husband maybe doing this, oh, like, the MLM Ponzi mm-hmm. scheme. Yeah. 
illegal stuff. Oh, well, well, but didn't we talk about um, last time how Sarah, the friend who was, was she in this episode, in the first episode yes. of the friend Sarah? So she's apparently a QAnon crazy. Mm-hmm. No. And yes. Yeah. And that's partly why she was not added. She was supposed oh, to be a cast member or like a friend of. And yes, yeah, she's a QAnon. And she was at the Capitol riot. Last Wednesday, oh. yes. Oh yes. my God! Yes, she posted photos of herself. Yeah, there oh. in DC. Oh my God! For the riots, yes, for the insurrection. So yeah, so it's a good thing they didn't. And there's rumors that Whitney is a QAnon person too. I no. would not be surprised. Yes. Oh my and, God, you guys. And <laughs> in the second episode, remember Angie Harrington? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's the one who was who Billy worked with her husband. Um. Oh. So. And she's the one who I thought like had hosted a party, but then it was never oh, shown. Was the Christmas party that uh-huh. was her. She's a QAnon person, and I followed Stop her it. for a while on Instagram, and she was posting crazy shit about the pedophilia rings. Oh my yes. god! Yes, like holding up a sign, and I'm gonna go march in my neighborhood to shut down the pedophilias. Yeah, she's a cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Jesus Christ! I, I looked know. her up. Yeah. She's a fashion blogger. She has 120,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, yeah, she's pretty big time. Her outfits were like mostly <laughs> stupid. Yes, but you guys, I, I will just a quick note. In one of the her posts, she was wearing pajamas that had picture of one of her dogs all over her pants and the other dog all over her top. It was a Patricia Altul pajama. She didn't tag Patricia (gasps) Altul in it. And I was like, that's very weird because she is in the Bravo-verse. And for Mm -hmm. her to not tag Patricia is strange. But anyways, that is neither here nor there. But wow, whoa, Whitney is QAnon? Yes. Well, that's not confirmed yet. Not confirmed, but the but Sarah, the friend, is QAnon. Mm -hmm. That is well confirmed. Yes. And they're besties from high school. Yes. Wait, are they besties from high school? Yeah, Yeah, that's what they said in this in this episode. Oh, see I yeah, I sort of like skimmed through the part where she was coming into her house and giving the background on her. Yeah, no, they've known each other since they were teenagers. And she said, I think she said she's one of my best friends from all the way back yeah. in high school. So, And Whitney yeah. would have disavowed her as being publicly outed at the at the at the insurrection so clearly whitney is not embarrassed of her friend being mm-hmm. a, a fucking domestic terrorist yeah basically oh so whitney and jen shaw have both had to take to their respective platforms to rebuke their co-star sarah MacArthur pierce who posted oh. to her instagram that she made the trip to the capital for the coup Oh, interesting. Okay. Jen interesting. Shaw had to say that too. Oh, because Jen's well, it says friends Whitney. with her. Jen's I, well, she was at Jen's chick. party. Yeah, Remember, yeah, she's yeah, the one yeah. who came in and was yeah. like, "It's your birthday present. It's not your birthday." <laughs> in the first yeah, episode, right. she she's seemed dumb, really drunk, dumb slut face. Whitney says, "I'm <laughs> devastated. Yeah. I'm devastated by the events that took place at the Capitol on Wednesday. I was not there and do not support it. Humanity, humanity needs more love and kindness right now." Okay. That stops the hate. 
Okay. Thanks, well, Whitney. I'll I'll take that for now. Yeah. We'll, yeah. I mean, anybody can make a um. Anybody can make a statement. Let's see what. Right. Actually, I should it. look up that Jen Harrington. I don't know if she deleted it when she had the thing about the pedophilia, but there's this whole trend in these like uh, Utah mommy bloggers that are all QAnon people. Like, um, if you guys look up the Scala sisters, S-K-A-L-L-A, um, they're big Utah, Utah um, fashion and mommy bloggers. They're huge. And they were rumored to be on Real Housewives, but... But then they weren't, obviously. Um, and they're big QAnon people. Not Don't wear masks, hosting parties left and right, vacationing all through quarantine. And yeah, they're totally gross human beings here in Utah. Yeah, and they've been using COVID-19 to spread QAnon yes. conspiracy theories yep. and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, on the one hand, you don't want Bravo to be all one-sided. You want to get like sure. a nuanced take on, mm-hmm. you know, across the political spectrum, et cetera, et cetera. But it's hard to really say that because the people on the other side who are freaking like insurrectionists are yes. racist bigots. Like- exactly. Yeah. Well, like, look at Kelly Dodd. There's no way you can defend Kelly Dodd. I mean, she's dates the Fox News guy and she was saying like oh thin the her- it'll thin the herd like she's anti-mask yeah. and just said oh so a bunch of old people will get it and die like we need to thin the herd I mean that's what she said and like you can't defend that shit I'm sorry like I I, I mean I get like having different perspectives and like having people from you know, with different beliefs, that's fine. But that shit's crazy. This isn't about politics. This isn't about policy. This is about people who are being anti-democratic, who want to overthrow the the government, and who believe in an insane things that there's like a deep state of pedophiles drinking people's bloods and killing children. Like, come on, you nutbags. Like, Read something. Educate yourself. Look at any of those people, though. I mean, the Q shaman guy, like the guy's mentally ill. Like he literally is mentally ill. And so, I mean, and it's sad, like looking at the photos of a lot of those people, like their woggly eyes and their, you know, and it's like they're mentally ill and they pray these conspiracy theorists, all that stuff. Well, yeah, you could say that it preys on those people. But then you have somebody like this chick from Salt, this chick Sarah, who you'd think would have her head out of her ass, and yet she's out there, you know, rioting. And- but I also think we need to be careful to say that they're mentally ill because a lot of these people aren't mentally ill. Yeah. And mental illness is like a real thing. And these people are like lonely people or somehow like the whole thing behind it is, and I think I said this on our text thread, that the conspiracy theory feeds itself because the fact that there's no data to back up the conspiracies is what they use to support the fact that it's a conspiracy. Well, of course there's no data because it's being covered up because it's a conspiracy. Like it's this like circular thinking. It's like, so it makes no sense, but that's what they're, and these people, I don't know. I've been reading a lot lately to try to figure out like, but it was interesting. I read something from a guy who became an extremist temporarily and is no longer, who was a military guy. And he said, you know, the, 
well, I won't go into that all on this thing, but anyway, there's lots of stuff that, that happens in people's lives that make them feel like lonely, make them feel unheard, unheard. Like I served my country, I went to war and then it was all a lie. There were no weapons of mass destruction and nobody's taking care of me. Here I am back here and I can't get a job and I don't get support from the VA and blah, blah, blah. And he said he went to a really dark place and started going down like these rabbit holes, these anti-government rabbit holes as a result. And he got out of it. He got help and he got out of it. But it was interesting to be like, okay, like lots of things lead these people to search for these things. And I also read something from a, a former white supremacist woman who was like, be careful who you're labeling as white supremacist because who you who you have as your image of that. Because when I got into it, I was... Um, school president, captain of like the varsity teams at school, like getting great grades. Like it doesn't look the way you think it looks. And, but she said like she had all sorts of personal problems and family problems that led her to search out something else. Now she's free of it now. But again, it's like this whole like, like trauma or narrow view or sadness or loneliness that leads people to be searching for something, for some explanation I don't know. Who knows? I'm not yeah. a therapist. I don't know. But I just think that's like, it's a, it's a very complex, I think it's more complex. Of course. Um, and we want to all just look at those people and be like, well, they're, they're crazy, crazy and they're right. stupid and they're white trash. And it's actually. Well, that's the thing. It isn't. True. It isn't. I mean, that's the exactly. thing. You, you see, it's, they're not, they're business owners. They're executives. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they're military. Yep. I mean, it's crazy. That's, that was kind of the biggest way, wake up call for me with all of that last week, you know? Yep. So it spread so far. Anyhow. Well, I mean, like on that, on that note to go back to housewives though, it isn't surprising actually that we talked on this podcast about the types of people that they go after for these shows and they're very broken. They're looking Mm -hmm. for something new, a place for like glory and grandeur. And that does like overlaps with a lot of people who would believe in these kinds of like wildly unfounded conspiracies Mm -hmm. and stuff. And it's just, I, I would not want to be a Bravo executive, you know, like no. they yeah, have to answer to a lot of, yeah. Like it's just, just to be involved in any of this is a fucking mess, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I would not, I mean, I would just be like, you're out. Like, sorry, I yeah. am a one-sided person. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to my podcast. If you are into right. fucking QAnon, you know? Yeah. Like, just, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they have to be, it's a, like I wish there was some massive way we could deprogram these people. Like that's that's going to be the biggest. Yeah, I mean it, it's crazy, man. Sadly, I feel like a lot yeah. of these people are just lost forever, though. I think there's. Yeah. I, I think we've. Yeah. I think there's at least like ten ten million people that are Americans that are just. Yeah, off yeah. the rails. It's not going off away. Never coming back. Yeah. yeah, off the reservation. But speaking to your point, Dipti, though, is like I in in to that point, like I know we'll get into all this as we cover Jen, but man, I had like a ride with her emotionally on this whole thing, like where I was like wrote here on like my first page of notes from two episodes ago or whatever. I wrote Jen equals monster, and then I have like my last thing is like I feel bad for her, like she's obviously so hurt, and so like she this is a woman who is deeply like 
deeply depressed and sad and yes. struggling. Mm-hmm. Heartbroken. She's heartbroken. Totally I was heartbroken. on that same mm-hmm. roller coaster journey, Haley, and oh, I was the- like blown away by oh. my change of oh, heart. What larking? Oh, just I was. I'm laughing at. Have you? Did you guys listen to the sexy, unique podcast of last week's no. episode? No, oh, not yet. Carrie talks about how Jen hulked out. <laughs> During Sheree's <laughs> birthday party, and he does these impressions of her hulking out. It is so funny. You have to go, like, go do yourself she... a favor and listen to that podcast because, oh my God, she hulked out. He's not it wrong. So funny. So every time I think of that, it makes me laugh. So that is to... such a good analogy. I know. It is. Really so funny. She completely lost it and just in her Beyonce oh my god so maybe we just skip right ahead well, to that I'm, Sharif's party because I mean you know what I'm just gonna mention a couple things before yeah, I get yeah, there yeah. because that's the crux of this episode right um really quick at Heather's house where she talks the, the oh Billy, the ex-husband the Jesus what oh, the hell yes. skeletal man he's slender man Jesus. And the photos from before, he was like a normal size person. And now he's like Skeletor. Totally. And also he looks like he aged like 40 years. Yes. Like he looks like 25. His kids are not that much older. I mean, I was like, right. does he have cancer? Is he a drug addict? Does he yeah. have male male anorexia, body dysmorphia? Like, what is going on? It with is unrecognizable. He's unrecognizable. Yes. And then, like, okay, so Heather never fails to tell us yet another oppressive story. Yes. I want to say, like, obviously, she's only telling a snippet of it, but for the sake of just recapping what she says. She's like, well, just living after three months of knowing each other, we were engaged. Then we were living together and we realized we weren't compatible. She's like, so we were watching the movie Scary Movie 3 and there's a glory hole in that. And he was like, oh, how dare you bring me to this movie? And he withheld sex. And she literally said then. So that's like crazy and then she's like you know i wanted to have my daughter like their daughter together their daughter's baptism and he didn't and she didn't want to change the time to accommodate his sister and he said fine i'll move out next week (laughs) and he did and i'm like heather what are you leaving out and if you're not leaving stuff out what is up with this man Uh, okay so i told billy that and billy's thought billy was like Dude definitely stuck his peen in a glory hole and got it sucked off or he sucked another guy off through a glory hole. He's like, those Mormon repressed gays, he's like, that, he's like, yeah, he's like, that's probably what happened. And that's why he went out because- Why did I think of that? Yeah, I also heard that in the beginning of Scary Movie 3 or whatever it was, I think there was like a girl-on-girl scene or something, but like that didn't bother him. But the glory hole scene, and he's like, we're out. So I told Billy that, and he's like, oh, my Billy, not her Billy. Uh, Right. right. uh, He's like, like, yeah, dude's definitely gay. Yeah, so that's what so that's what I'm putting put it together too, like the glory hole thing and the fact that like when we first started doing this podcast, Larkin, and you were telling us stuff about the Mormon, we didn't know anything about 
Billy Gay, his last name's Gay. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah their last name is Gay. gay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, we didn't know anything about Gay Billy, but he... Yeah. Um, Not my Gay Billy. Yeah. Gay Billy Gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you said, oh, I'm sure he's already, like, found another wife and remarried and blah, blah. That's what they do. The men yeah. move on and the women are, like, cast aside if there's divorce or whatever. But he's, like, single and living alone. Yeah. Oh, really? So, Dude. That's, yeah. And Closet. so I'm like, the glory hole plus that. him, like, not dating anybody, totally alone, but being like this, like, elder in the Mormon church, he could, yeah. Super like, closeted gay. gay guy. And guys, sure. and yet she reminds us that she's the one who's ostracized because she right. divorced a gay Billy gay. Right. You know, he divorced <laughs> like, her. Yeah, he or, left yeah, her. He, yeah. Because he probably just couldn't do it anymore. He couldn't be married to, right. I mean, a woman because, you know, he's gay. Especially a woman like Heather who wants sex all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She really does, you guys. And I love her Looking for it. For that God D. bless her. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Looking for that D. And mm-hmm. yeah, she, oh my God. So then just plot wise, Whitney goes over to Mary's house. Mary's fucking insane. I hate her. She has people put footies on their shoes when she... She's at their house. Her, she's bragging about labels, which is so disgusting to me because she's stolen it all from her not well-off parishioners. And then Mary asks opinion. Mary asks Whitney her opinion of Jen. And she says, um, and then she tried to bring Mary and Jen together, but it doesn't work. And like, basically, Mary's just like, I don't understand why Jen hates her. Am I in the right scene? Is that what it is? Yeah. And then- yeah. And I'm just like, you were an asshole to Jen. Like, I just, I hate Mary with every bone in my body. And then the whole thing that starts off the whole fight in a bit is Mary saying, well, Meredith and Lisa are scared of Jen. And so that tidbit, that's where this starts. And that is what gets Whitney to shoot off her mouth at Cherie's party, which we will shortly get to. I just need to bitch for a quick moment. About Meredith and Seth. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. I want to go. uh, Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes. (laughs) I can't believe I didn't even ask if you had anything to say. I think, um, well, first of all, I'd just like to say that Mary's house is like, her closets are like a thrift store. They like look like completely like you're at a thrift store. And I think that um, Whitney's description of her as a high-end hoarder is like spot Spot on. on. Totally. Totally. But I don't hate Mary. I actually feel really bad for Mary. Like, I know she does bad things, but she is, like, so broken. She, yeah. if you see her in the, um, I can't remember what was happening. I just wrote down, I feel like Mary is very hurt. She seems like a little girl. I actually feel sad for her. Yeah. She, she watched what happened like, live the after way this episode. She, oh, she was? Oh, she was? Like? No, I'm just saying, like, the way she is in her closet like she and again in this most recent episode she was the same way like she uses it for like comfort and like love it's like all she has is like buying these clothes and going into her closet and trying on clothes she's like a little girl playing dress up wishing she had like a family and a life and like playing pretend and inside she's like totally broken that's what i see and like her crying over jen not liking her to her i think to her husband or whoever it was like I actually thought, like, that's, she is crying. I didn't think she was acting. Like, when she's in her church and doing her praying and stuff, she seems like she's acting. But, like, I think 
she is hurt. I think she is like a lonely, sad, broken person. What was she like, Dipti, on Watch What Happened Live? What's, you know? She was, well, first of all, I thought it was strange that she was on at all because she's been cut out of the show yeah. so much. And also, I was listening to Andy Cohen on Danny Pellegrino's podcast. This was from like November or something before Salt Lake City started. And Danny Pellegrino was asked about, he's like, oh my God. Or I think just one episode had aired or something. And he's like, there's so much good stuff. And Andy was like praising how there's so much more to marry and marry, marry, marry. And I'm like, that's interesting because you fucking cut her out of the whole show. And I thought that was odd. I, she was like, Mary was Mary on Watch What Happens Live. I found nothing sympathetic (laughs) about her. I am so sorry. Maybe I am the mean, awful monster here, but there is not one part of Mary that I see on my TV screen that I feel remotely bad for because she steals from parishioners who don't have money. And then she goes on television and brags about it. While we're like, there's so much hurt happening in the world. And I'm Mm -hmm. just like, fuck you. Honestly, I looked at her closet and all I could see was like dollar signs. And I was like, oh my God, she could sell that closet full of clothes for so much money. I mean, so much. Give it away. Well, and she said her, her empire is churches, daycares, mortgage companies, and restaurants. (laughs) Like, oh, first yeah. of all, what she the has, like, four houses? Six, I think she said. Six? Yeah. I mean, what? It's totally nuts. Where does the... I mean, that... I really Yeah, it's think- insane. Like, there's, like, money laundering or something. So, Dipti, yes, you're right. Like, I do think she's, like, a sad and broken person. But I guess, like, mafia bosses... Mafia bosses are yes, also yes. sad and broken. Exactly, Haley. That's Tony what I want to say. I don't disagree. Was but, sad and right. broken. He was <laughs> also in therapy, guys. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I I do agree. She's a sad and broken person, but it's like all those people who stormed the Capitol. I don't give a fuck that you are sad and broken because you want people like me to die. Right. You I know? know. Like. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So no. Um, on a lighter note, <laughs> Meredith and Seth being back together and lovey-dovey is so... Talk about annoying acting. Like, I do believe that they truly seem like they're into each other now. So the question is, were they acting before? or and the, They like- started microdosing or something. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> I'm not even all. kidding. Meredith Seriously. is fucking stoned out of her gourd. Yes. She in, in every scene. I am not kidding. Like that oh, scene yeah. where they're in the kitchen, in the bedroom, with the like goggles and the pumps and at, I ask I, I tell everybody I'm saying to everybody now go back and watch if you did not pay attention to the scene of her and Seth at dinner with Lisa and what's his name her oh. eyes are so glossy and oh. and hooded oh. and she is I'm like this bitch is so stoned right now not drunk stoned <laughs> total and I'm like yeah. they are they're like fully microdosing yeah Seth strikes me as a stoner. I mean, yeah. he's got stoner stoner vibes. He's got like his his face got splotchy and bad yes. acne. 
Yes. Like out of nowhere. Yes. Like, does love make you break out? Like, I know. What is this going I know. On? I felt bad for him. I was like, oh, his Brooks, the, his son should have put some of his uh, tinted moisturizer on him mm-hmm. before it was on. Can I admit something that I am not proud of? And I, Larkin, I don't think that you'll disagree because you mentioned before that you yeah. find him attractive. But I do. This is. I'm so grossed out. That when he was wearing his ski goggles backwards, like a fucking frat boy, I found him very attractive. I know. I was like, (laughs) he's kind of hot. I honestly think that the husbands on this show are pretty hot. Sharif, John Barlow, and um, I don't think John Barlow is hot at all. I think Seth. I mean, I think he's pretty cute. I don't think he's gross. For a real housewives husband, he's pretty cute. I think he's just like normal looking. Like he's just yeah. normal. He could yeah. get a full on glow up and be cute. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because Seth was being treated not like a piece of shit by his wife. And right. so that made him mm-hmm. like more, I guess it's so unattractive seeing him try uh-huh. to grovel to this woman who yeah. sucks, who's treating him yep. like shit. I don't know. But there was something that I was like, I could see being attracted to him. Yes. Well, and in that scene in the bedroom, um, Billy watched that with me and he was like, I like these two. He's like, they seem like the most real couple I've ever seen on one of these shows, which I was really surprised to hear him say but that. Does but does he know about their, no, does he, he know just about kind of was tuning in to this. Like, no, he said, Billy actually said. I don't agree with I, that assessment though. Yeah. He goes, I don't think she was fooling around is what Billy said. He goes, she seems like she's into him. They definitely seem genuinely into each other these past two episodes. But it Mm -hmm. just annoyed me because I'm like, what was up with the entire rest of the season that you did not acknowledge any cheating? Like there was clearly cheating going on. There was something weird going on. And And whether or not she actually followed through with something, there was some kind of Mm -hmm. flirtation or something going on with somebody else. I will say the bounce back into happy marriage is a little quick for me. It's a little whiplash, but totally, totally that I don't appreciate that. I need more. uh, I need more. That Mm -hmm. was like just trying to. It doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. Having gone through difficult times in a marriage and like getting back on track. It's you, it's not an overnight. It's not a like, well, we had a little time apart and now we're back together and we're just going to make it all work. It's like, you have to talk through some stuff. It's sort of like a slow build to being like, oh, actually you make me laugh and I'm actually having fun with you again. And still like those mysterious, like past separations they've had. Maybe this is their thing. What about his business in Akron, Ohio? That was like a huge part of the separation. Like, She's like, he's going to live here now. And I'm like, well, okay. A lot of unanswered questions. And that's why even though Jen is like annoying about all this, I am kind of like, well, she's the only one saying like, what the hell is going on? You're pretending everything's terrible. Everything's great. Then it's like, well, actually we're separated. I'm not going to tell anybody anything about it. And now look at us. We're like the perfect couple who's so happy after all these years. Yeah, it's so stupid. Doesn't make any sense. Also, I just want to make one point. When they're at the in the kitchen, like with Brooks and making dinner, and Brooks, I know his hair is stupid, but um, I do appreciate that Seth makes Mormon jokes. Where he was like, "Where what's his name?" Brooks was like, "Oh, if you guys are gonna have sex, nah," and he was like, 
we were following Mormon laws or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he like, and then he, he's made comments in other yeah. episodes too that are like little jabs that like the weird Mormon rules around sex and relationships. Yes. And stuff. Oh, also when they were um, at the dinner with Lisa and John in the next episode, they all mm-hmm. had tequila shots. That's what I thought. John didn't drink it. John didn't drink it. Lisa and had the tiniest She sip sipped only. it. Yes. And it, John, one tiny sip. And John, John looked it. really uncomfortable. Like he was like, eh, um, mm, like pulled yeah. it toward his mouth and then away and then towards and then away. And I was like, he didn't yeah, I don't think it. he drank it. I bet you Lisa did not even swallow the sip. Oh, speaking of Lisa, one quick thing I have to say when she was with her family at the aquarium, they were like, oh, well, first of all, Henry, who's eight, talks too much. And. <laughs> and she said um she's henry's like she basically says that henry refers to his home as an apartment and wants like a mini fridge and it's just weird and then they're like at this aquarium and they're like pretending at first to be like this is family bonding time because this was one of our goals but then she's like what would you want to name a penguin and henry says Fresh Wolf. And then they yes. talk about their new company, Fresh Wolf. And I'm like, yes. I hate you so much. So you can't pretend that you're having family time without using it as a marketing opportunity totally. for some dumb product. I know. I, was I know. So mad. That was horrible. They're crazy. Like, she yeah. is a psychopath to be like, Psycho. the only way I can be with my children is to get them involved in a family business. It's like, right. oh. Okay, guys, so now we are going to the party, the big party, and it's for Sharif, and Jen is very nervous, and I feel like when Jen is sort of, I feel like being not necessarily most herself, but most, like, real, is when she gets quiet. Like, she, when Sharif was talking about her in a positive way when they went away with all the other couples snowmobiling. She was really kind of quiet. Like, I think he really does make her so nervous that he might leave her. And so she is like freaking out about this surprise party. And meanwhile, everyone, like Whitney is getting wasted. Like, you believe that she was like, that was part of it, right? Like, obviously Whitney does the whole thing. It was kind of, I thought it was so set up and produced, but but I also think like maybe she was nervous and that's why she got like super hammered. I don't know. Someone want to summarize what happened? I, I don't have the words uh, in me to summarize. Yeah, I mean, I part. definitely think she had to get some liquid courage because I think whether the producers told her to or what, but she went in there planning to confront Jen because as she said, she um, she figured, you know, around Sharif, she's so sweet and quiet, so it would be a good mm-hmm. time <laughs> to approach her. Um, so mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it was definitely premeditated, and I think she had to get the liquid courage up. And so, yeah, I think for sure that was a... And it was produced. The producers told her, go do yeah, this and sure. make at the party, basically. Yeah. And so she basically said she was going to tell Jen that Mary told her that Lisa and Meredith are scared of Jen. And my biggest point for the both episodes that I want to say about this is who fucking cares? That is the dumbest fight ever. Typical housewives fight. 
Well, to be honest, like the most sense it made was when Heather was explaining why she was a part of it. Cause I was like, Heather, cause in the back of my mind, I was like, why is Heather like egging this on when she knows Jen and she knows it'll be upsetting for Jen. But when she was saying like, because I think Jen looks up to these women and, and like basically thinks they're like cooler and higher upper echelon and she's going to yeah. dump me as a friend. Yeah. And Heather said that I was like, okay, that makes sense why she was a part of it. Cause she truly is like a good friend of Jen's and is feeling like Jen is choosing these other women over her. And she has a history of feeling like yes. she's not the cool girl and other people. Right. You know, yeah. she gets left out and left behind and whatever. So that made sense to me when that all came out. Cause I was sort of like, Heather, I thought you were really good friends with Jen. Why would you instigate all this? But as far as Whitney, she was just stirring shit up. She didn't really? like, she's not, she doesn't consider Jen a friend. She, like, she was such no. a little, she seemed like such an asshole in that scene. And yes, she was wasted, but and nervous. I think she was afraid of Jen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she made a fool of herself at that party. The twerking. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like Billy watched that scene with me and he was like, oh my God. He's like, these like ex-Mormons. He's like, they just don't, he's like, they just don't see any boundaries once they like come off the range and they just go way out of bounds with their behavior. Embarrassing. And that is Whitney to a T. Yes. So embarrassing. It was like, also, it's like one thing to do your sexy dancing on your pole on your party bus for your own husband's birthday, but to go to a big party like this with people Where that you probably kids. don't know, kids yeah. and other people that you don't know, and to act like that, like you just looked like a fucking idiot. And she yeah. fell on her ass, like, yeah. Oh my god, it was. She, and she's not some. She's like she's great on the pole, but she's not a great dancer in general. No. Like And also, like, it was strange. She did not need to tell Meredith that people think that her marriage with Seth, Seth. is a sham. Like, or that there's rumors oh, about yeah. her infidelity. That, on top of it all, was just, like, Whitney off the rails. She did that because she realized that it was all coming back on her, that Jen wasn't getting mad yeah. at Meredith and whatever, that she was now mad at. Whitney for bringing it up so then she did that to be like no 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 no. everybody let's pin this on Jen Jen's the real asshole here Mm -hmm. that's what I yeah she played it so wrong and came out looking like a fool and then made me so mad when they went to that ridiculous spa Yeah, um, and Whitney would Which not take three responsibility. Hours. Uh, four hours. It's almost. She four said three hours, hours and forty five minutes. I was like, yeah. no, no, I would be so angry. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that is yes. a long drive. That's like how long it takes to get from here to Tahoe. Like that is a yes. long ass drive. Yes. Like for an afternoon. I mean, for a little spa, it's insane. Yeah. For a, that spa, too. <laughs> yeah. I've heard of that place, but I've never been. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, I, I was like, oh, I need to look this place It was up. called like Hot Tub Cafe or something. Something. Yeah, it's down south. It's south of Salt Lake. And there are a lot of hot springs in Utah, but yeah. Anyway, I was like, wow. Wow. By the way, did you notice that when uh, 
when Whitney said all the stuff about Meredith cheating or Jen saying Meredith cheating and then Meredith's response was that basically she needs to look at her own marriage and to take stock of what's happening there before pointing fingers. Like she's, I think she said, Oh, I don't remember that glass, uh, oh. whatever shouldn't throw stones. Uh-huh. Oh. Glass houses. Mm. And I took that as her implying maybe your own husband's cheating. Or maybe because Whitney has all that, you know, scandal around her for you know cheating on her first husband Mm -hmm. and getting together with justin so it's kind of like don't go around blaming me when you did right that could have been it too yeah like your marriage was born of an affair right i will say when they were ending the um episode with everybody being like i'm not afraid of jen i'm not afraid of well i'm not afraid of jen and kyle was watching with me and he goes i'm afraid of jen I would be afraid of Jen. You guys, I'm I'd be afraid, afraid of, Jen. of Jen. I am. Yeah. I am afraid of Jen. Um, also, but that, okay, did you think that the glass throw was really her losing her mind? I think it might have been because when she does yeah, get do. drunk, she does lose her shit. Yeah. But it was in the moment. Now, after I saw the latest episode, I'm like, okay, she really meant that glass throw. But at the time, the fight just seemed so overly produced that I was finding Salt Lake, this franchise, to be pathetic in that moment. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you guys have nothing going on. Like, I but- 100% agree with you. And I actually, in the latest episode, had the realization that I was like, I've been looking at Jen all season being like, she studied the housewives. She's just acting out to be like the the wild aggressive housewife to play that role, blah, blah, blah. And then after this episode, I was like, no, this is a very like sad woman who is really struggling, struggling with lots of rage. She's been trying to keep down for years, really lonely, heartbroken, grieving her father's like the loss of her father. And like, yeah. And then I was like, that was all real. I thought that was real. Like she is somebody who has rage issues. Yes. She does. I mean, she has I get I real get rage that. issues. But the thing I don't understand, I mean, her dad, you know, her dad passed away. But, you know, in Sharif's telling of that story a couple episodes ago that she's surrounded by her family and her whole family came on their first date and everything. It's like, well, where's her family? I mean, aren't they all around the Salt Lake area? Like, how come? That's what I don't understand. Like that she. Well, you know what, though? I'm not a married woman, but mm-hmm. I would imagine that regardless of how much family was around you though you just want your husband to be there right your best friend you know like you're like if that person i mean honestly i'm just gonna skip to that yeah and then we can talk about the rest of the latest episode but that whole talk with sharif that they had at the very end of the episode Mm -hmm. made me so angry at sharif i don't think Mm -hmm. he was gaslighting her per se but he was like you've never told me any of this before he's been with her for a million years she's had to go to therapy she's had to get on antidepressants you don't have to spell everything out Sharif you are coach Shaw all you do is inspiration talk you understand what is happening with your wife you didn't even go to her father's funeral because you had to fucking recruit I know that's so to me, it was insulting horrible. and yeah. cruel, and it made me think: was there like was there something wrong with his relationship with her father? Because why else would you miss your wife's why? dad's funeral? Like never, knowing she was close never. to him. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't miss people's funerals like that are in your family. Like you just don't. No. Like, and so that's weird to me. Her being all like he should have even like her point that he should have been there when she was making all those decisions. She had to make the decision to unplug her father and he wasn't even fucking there. Like I can't imagine doing that without my husband. No, no. Like I was livid. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. And Coach Shaw is a shitty husband. I mean, that's how this was at least produced for us. Like, it's to show him yeah. in a bad light, clearly. But, like, whatever we saw at the end of the last episode was horrifying. Mm-hmm. I mean, he seemed really empathetic, but also it's like, okay, but why are you having this discussion a year after, like a year later, and you're acting like you didn't know that she was in this much pain? That just doesn't sit with because he's totally checked out and because i think that it's i think he's acting i think he's totally checked totally i think that um he gives her like she said or she implied that he gives her all these like these like suck it up you're strong move forward pep talks and like that's what she's expected to do and it's like her fucking father died like let the woman grieve you don't like suck it up pull yourself up by your bootstraps and keep going like yeah yeah. There's a ritual of grieving that people do to be able to move forward in their lives. Like, and the fact that he was so unempathetic to that, just in general, that over the past year he has not been around to support her from her father's like being in the hospital through his death and funeral and onward is like, he's shitty. Yeah. Like, he's selfish. And then he implied, and I don't, who knows what all that was where he implied about his dark period that he went through and he drank too much and and he did things he wasn't proud of. Like there's a lot more to this marriage and the history of it. Totally. So too. We're seeing. And I think that she does have rage issues and she does need to be responsible for that. And he did make that comment at the end when she was leaving, where he was like, your mother doing more dumb shit, drinking and doing dumb shit. Like, like always. It was like, okay, this goes deep. There is a lot of like. Well, the fact that he didn't come home and she didn't four speak days, to him. And that's... he knew that she would have been freaking out, you know? That and is was like, cruel. That it was is cruel because cruel. you know he was laying a guilt trip on her like, you embarrassed me. You and let he yourself. Oh, he didn't even answer her phone calls yeah like didn't come home didn't respond for four fucking days like fuck off dude he knew Take she was shit and go at this point yeah, yeah he like, is a yeah. monster yeah and he knows that whole. and he also knows that she is already like she said that she's like is this going to be it is this going to be the final straw right, that breaks right, like and right. he told her a couple of years ago he was going to leave her if she didn't get her shit together so i feel like this is a a, a push and pull thing it's a and power thing for him. It too. is a power thing. And he does this stuff. And he, everybody thinks he's this great guy, this inspirational guy, this loving and supportive guy, but he's not actually really there for her. And, and he gives her these threats of like, if you're not, if you don't look or act to behave a certain way, I'm not going to be there for you. I'm going to leave you. Right. Like, right. so that's what she's, that is probably also fueling her depression insecurity. and her, and her insecurity and these yeah. lashing out of rage is because she's trying to keep it all together and then it explodes over and it just keeps getting worse. 
Well, yeah. And I think also she's sort of in the middle in the group, right? So you've got Mm -hmm. Whitney who, you know, Meredith and Lisa kind of look down on Whitney. You have Heather who's trying to be friends with everybody, but doesn't feel quite accepted by Meredith and Lisa. And then you have Jen who really was good friends with, I think with Meredith. And then, and then now all of a sudden like Meredith and Lisa are super tight and Jen's kind of out and doesn't really have anybody. I feel like she's sort of lost within the group. And I don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel terrible for her and I just hope she can, she's gotten her shit together. You guys, like, I want to say that I think I'm as mad at Coach Shaw as I am at Mary Cosby. Like, Mm. I am so just like all these like inspirational gurus, which he is, are shady as fuck. They're actors and it's a power thing and they use people for their own glory. And certainly they change some people's lives, but Mm -hmm. it's... You know, like, bad shit always comes out about them. This is a quick aside, but I remember, you guys are Russell Simmons, the, like, hip-hop guru. Oh, yeah. Um, so all this bad shit came out. And I saw the Beastie Boys, like, live show that they did about their story. And they, like, they said, look, Russell Simmons was instrumental in our career, but we disavow what has come out about him right. being a monster. Mm-hmm. But I remember once, there's this place in Murray Hill called Curry in a Hurry, and I used to all eat there often. <laughs> And it's where like all the, a lot of Indian restaurants are. And I was sitting up there one day having lunch by myself and Russell Simmons was there and he was on the phone talking really loud to like some client or something. And it was this like huge inspirational like speech. And he was going wow. on and on like in this restaurant talking super loud. And I was like, oh my gosh, he really is like people's guru and all that right. kind of stuff. And then, like, you know, years and years later, all this stuff comes out about him. I'm like, I don't know. There's something about Coach Shaw that just reminded me of that. I'm like, oh, you act like you're solving everyone else's problems. But meanwhile, you're a fucking monster. And you get away with it. And people lean on you for their entire livelihoods. But you're just a piece of shit. (laughs) And right now, I'm very mad at Coach Shaw. If I am incorrect then please, Bravo, tell me otherwise. But the way that they edited the scene made me beyond angry. Like, just people taking advantage of broken birds, as LVP would like to say. (laughs) Just, it's it's a real pet peeve of mine, if you will, you know? No, she... It, it, I didn't, it did feel like he was kind of acting in that scene and just saying what, again, just saying what would be the right thing to say, but there wasn't, but he does seem a little checked out. Like there isn't a mm-hmm. huge connection there and she feels that and she's grasping at him to try to hold, you know, get that connection back. And he's, he's and I bet you he's having like around. tons of affairs, but he has this woman who he knows is desperate to be with him, who will never leave him. So yes. he can keep having girlfriends everywhere. And I mean, I don't I know. know I was like, where was he staying? I'm like, maybe mm-hmm. they're, maybe they're real house because we know that they're renting that one. But, um, and also the, like their house, by the way, is the nicest of all the houses I've decided mm-hmm. because Lisa and Meredith's, 
I mean, no artwork, no form. I know we've talked about that again, but again, in this episode too, I was like, when Meredith was in bed and Seth came in, I'm like, oh my, like that bedroom is the coldest, (laughs) just a white box. Actually, in the opening scene of the first episode that we're recapping in this episode, I when um stupid Henry the eight year old like mm-hmm. sorry I shouldn't shit on kids but he's a weird kid he was like no mom I don't want you to make any I don't need a microwave um hot dog I in that oh, scene yeah, at yeah. the beginning of the episode I was I rewound like four times just trying to understand their kitchen she was like <laughs> fake doing a dish and I was oh, like yeah. um there is literally nothing on any counter yeah. like not a toaster right. not a coffee maker not a, <laughs> not a spoon not like a stack of mail or some magazine nothing or... it is like yeah junk. what are i just hate when these shows which everyone knows are trying to pull the wool over our eyes thinks that they're pulling the wool over my eyes i know <laughs> i know I was like, yeah, oh, same. The, yeah, I'm like, they obviously rented these homes for the show, and it's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was thinking Sharif must have gone to their actual house <laughs> to get away. Right. And she's up at their rental with that amazing bedroom with that huge bed and the fireplace in there. I was like, ooh, I want to yeah, snuggle nice. up. I will say I did notice like when they were driving to his party together, I thought to myself, like to your point, Larkin, about them being disconnected and her not feeling connected and knowing it and like trying so hard. But it totally reminded me of when things have been bad and in one of in a relationship I've been in, either my marriage or previous, where you're trying to be like you're putting on like you're getting dressed up, you're putting on like all the outward show of everything but inside you're like broken and you feel no connection to this person and it's like breaking your heart but you're trying and just like she was so quiet in the car ride she seemed like she seemed like she was about to cry like it just did not it was like for somebody who put on like this sexy outfit and did herself all up for her husband's birthday like she does yeah. not. Well, it's seem no surprising like that she lost it and hulked out because she was exactly. on the verge. Yeah. You yeah. Know? She's like, yeah, just feels like so, so just exposed and vulnerable right now. Yes. And that, that perfect. Exactly. Cause that's like, I feel like some of the biggest fights I had and like in re- my relation, current relationship or previous have been in those moments when you're trying to pretend everything, you go on the vacation together or you do the whatever and you're trying to put on the happy face, but you're like at your breaking point. Yeah. And it's like the littlest thing just as like super yeah. explosive because you're yeah. so disconnected and sad. I know. I know. That's oh, now totally we all, what was happening we all, with Jen. There was a reckoning for Jen and we all came around, <laughs> came around on Jen. Yes. <laughs> okay. Can we, can we talk about, um, just because I always like the, the what's her name? Lisa and John, is that his name? Yeah. Barlow scenes. I yeah. Love that. yeah. Where yeah. she's, where she's telling him about the party. Oh yeah. She's breaking down for him the party and his face when she's like telling her about the big fight and blah blah blah. Yeah. Oh, and she says there's uh Mormons are good at two things, breeding and dancing. Oh. <laughs> I was like that. everybody yeah. knows Mormons are known for their <laughs> dancing skills. No, what? no, no. When so, she was talking about Whitney and her twerking, yes. and then she oh, goes on hilarious. to say, you know, how she thinks it's like 
nobody wants to, um, nobody, nobody's husband like wants to see somebody else's wife twerking in front of them and everything. And John goes, yeah. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle and I were laughing so hard. Kyle's like, he's like, yeah, I would hate that to he's see like- somebody's <laughs> wife twerking in front of me. Like he was obviously so like, he would love to see Whitney twerking. He was bummed he wasn't there. <laughs> exactly. Totally. Um, so no, so for real though, you guys watch any dance. Okay. So, um, who is it? Those famous Derek Huff and whatever. Are they Mormon? No, but they're from, uh, probably ex Mormon They're and Juliana Huff or whatever her name is. Yeah. Yeah. They're from Utah. Big dancers. Remember that show, uh, not dancing with the stars. Um, so you think you can dance mm-hmm. almost yeah. Always, there was at least two contestants from Utah. Like dance is a big right here in Salt Lake. There's like Napoleon Dynamite, the big Jamaican song scene Mm -hmm. when he danced. Yep, there's big big dance vibes here. Mormons love to dance. All right, well that is she was right then. She was right, breeding and dancing. (laughs) It's a thing. I did not. Did not know you guys that. should change your like license plate tag to that. Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Utah. Instead of the greatest snow on earth, which is what it says now, it should be like the great breeding and dancing. Utah. You need <laughs> to have a, a st- at least a bumper sticker on I know. your car. Um, exactly. So, okay. So now we have to talk about Lisa's fancy party at the yurt where oh, like yeah. there was jewelry and tequila a tequila pairing with the food. And she was, yeah, she couldn't wait to say what you what they were going to pair the tequila. Uh-huh. Is her yeah. mouth always full of marbles? Like, see, her mouth tequila. is so open. Like, I just can't go. Like, like, I, uh. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. You didn't see that scene? The yurt no. party at the she end of the second all episode. Powerful women. Yes, powerful women oh, who support other women. Yes. At the end of the second episode. Yes. yes. That luncheon after Shaw. Before Shaw. Nope. It was bef- before the Coach, Coach Shaw and Jen was the final scene. It was right before that. Lisa Barlow huh, held. No. She invited a who's who of women. Notice the only person she did not invite. No, I Heather, missed it. I had technical difficulties oh, watching this. Yeah, so she that's the scene that Angie Harrington was in. Mm-hmm. The fashion. Oh, one. so I had yeah. issues with my uh, streaming service. So maybe oh, I. Okay. It's oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You'll have to go back and watch. It back. Well, it was just mm-hmm. a bunch of women who were sitting around a yurt and Lisa threw a party for them because it's where women support women. And Meredith is like, yeah, this is my scene. Like, they were basically like, we are. Yes. We thought they were all fucking Hillary Clinton or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, no. Meredith, you have I like know. a small little jewelry business. Like, that's good. But yeah. don't fucking act like you're some like mogul who's mm-hmm. like just... Oh, and well, so I'm looking at the, ugh, go ahead. But what was, was interesting was those women who were like the who's who 
They didn't know Meredith's jewelry. The one woman no, was like, didn't. so you're a jewelry designer? When did you start doing that? And she's mm. like, oh, eight years ago or something. I was in real estate. And then I decided, I don't know, and then she had her whole explanation. But um, I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. None of them know who she is. Um, but I thought it was funny, like uh, Carrie said on SUP that, you know, he was like, basically, this was this was Meredith and uh, and Lisa being like, hey, bravo, these are the chicks we want on the show, not those oh other my God, yahoos, totally. like, this is who should. And it makes me curious, like, is it just because of the QAnon stuff that somebody like Angie Harrington isn't on it? Like, why aren't some of those women Yeah, because she kind of looked like she... She's dying to be on it. Her her outfit, I thought, was really stupid. The leather like, poof shoulder thing? The leather thing? poof shoulder yeah. thing. I was like, not all her outfits on her Instagram are terrible or anything, mm-hmm. but it's very much so like, I'm right. wearing an outfit. It's totally. not like... There's nothing, like when I'm looking at like a fashion blogger, I want to see seamless outfits. Like, yeah. they're great and I want to appreciate them, mm-hmm. but it's not like wearing like like yeah. a vinyl outfit or something like right. over yes. the top you know yes. it's just like it's like a seamless sort of mm-hmm. look and i want to see something that's relatable that actually yeah. i would actually wear although maybe she appeals to you know women like right. mary <laughs> who right. are buying chanel necklaces and you know Gucci belts that they can't get out of. Ugh. Wait, so you guys think Angie Harrington would be a better housewife than the others? I think that the housewives they picked were fine. But yeah. I think that she would be good. I think those women would bring it. I mean, like that girl Sarah, she would have brought it. She's right. like a mess. Well, I think it's a diverse cast, what they have now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, instead of where, you know, you look back at the original Beverly Hills, like everybody minus Kim was super uber wealthy. And mm-hmm. I, I think with this one, you know, you have, I, I'm assume I think some of these women are pretty wealthy. Um, mm-hmm. But then you have like Whitney and, and Heather who are a little bit more, um, you know, upper middle class and right. Versus, I think Heather is wealthy. She's got all that uh, Howard Hughes money. Oh well, she's being supported by Billy. Yeah, you know right. the ex-husband. Right. But I mean, and she says that too in this episode. I thought that was interesting. How her her partner's like, so will you no longer like take the alimony <laughs> from your husband? Yeah. Wait, yeah. The fact that she's had this business for five years and she doesn't take a salary. I know. Clearly, what's going on there financially? That's he must weird. be paying for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah, super weird. I was like, what? I thought it was a $20 million business and you're not taking a salary? Very strange. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. Haley, did you notice when we were at Beauty Lab that Heather had a rug or something that said live, love, laugh, laugh. (laughs) But live, yeah, live, love, laugh. Haley and I hate live, love, laugh. We think it is the funniest fucking thing in the world. Hate and it. so when we saw when I saw Live Love, Live Love Lab, I was like, oh yes, oh my god! Oh, yeah. And she were, they were like, this is going to be perfect for everyone to take their Instagram photos. Yes, this is an like, Instagram oh. moment. I was like, oh my god! Actually, now I need to go on Beauty Lab or hashtag Beauty Lab and see how many Instagram moments that that tile. 
So they did all this. How can they? I mean, it's it's COVID time. So I'm oh, like, I know they I were wonder how they right before COVID. I don't know. Oh, or in the middle. Billy, of it, right? uh, my Billy said he thinks it's down in American Fork, which down in that area they haven't COVID. There is no COVID. There is no COVID. <laughs> no mask. What's that part of the country? Exactly. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I'm sure she's doing fine down there. To be honest. Well, so. it'll be interesting on the reunion when Andy's like, "How is the business?" Going with COVID, she's totally going to have to lie and be like, oh, we were really hurt hard. But meanwhile, she probably made a lot of money. Yeah, I'm dying. I guess they, they just filmed it. I'm dying to see it. How many yeah, episodes do we have that. left? Do you know, I Hill? think it's got to be winding. Was this the 10th? like two more. I don't I can't know. remember. I think Maybe this like is episode 10, so probably two more. Yeah. Usually yeah. it's 12 for the first season. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm excited to for the um, reunion. Reunion? Because Andy was on, uh, where was he? Oh, he was on, uh, he did a live thing on his Instagram the other day, and I was watching it, and he, Michael Rappaport, called in and was asking him, and he said that he was like, they, he was like, it was a total shit show, is what he said. Really? <laughs> He's like, not, he was like, 9.30 at night, I was, we were still filming. Yeah. Oh, I did see him post. Didn't Lisa send that to us? Um, the clip of him oh, being, maybe. saying it was like, you know, whatever, however late at night. And he was like, we are still going 12 plus hours. We're still going. Oh, These women God. are bringing it. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm so, so excited. Yeah. yeah. Who is, did you see the outfits that they were wearing? Did you see pictures I of did. what they were wearing? Uh, I did. I was going to send it and yeah. see what you guys thought, if you liked it. I them. thought Heather's outfit was very unflattering. It did. Me it too. made her look gigantic. It's like a curtain. Yeah, it looked terrible. Yeah. I thought, at first, I'm like, okay, it sounds so terrible. Then I looked closely, and I thought that was all awful. Oh, did you guys see? So- I liked Mary's, actually. I mean, I could Me never too. wear that color, but I Mary's, like, so tiny. Mary mm-hmm. is tiny, but mm-hmm. Mary's outfit I did kind of dig. But I will tell you this. So apparently Meredith's outfit, which was this uh, asymmetrical suit? dress oh, that she was yes. wearing. Oh, yes. I thought that she, was hideous. It, yeah, like it's pretty stupid. But there's, um, <laughs> there is Bravo posted a photo of it. And then Meredith posted a photo of it on her own Instagram. And uh-huh. she is way skinnier on her Instagram post. Oh. Like she, and everyone's like, uh, I think Faces by Bravo or something. Bravo. That account. Yeah. They were like. Um, yeah, Meredith, you're not fooling anyone. Like, she right. clearly, like, took her entire tummy and arms. Oh, no. Oh, and then Mary posted a photo of her and Meredith, I think, at the, um, at the, uh, reunion. And she, and the photo was insane. It was, like, it wasn't just face tuning. It was mm-hmm. literally that filter where you look 30 or 40 years younger. Oh, my like, God. Like, so you look like a 10-year-old. So yeah. And then their eyes were, like, blingy. <laughs> like, they were, like princesses and someone was like are you in a pixar movie it's just like are you women for fucking real she's like one of those japanese cupie dolls or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i have to go look this up that's hilarious um just to round out this episode because we are going long even though it was a twofer i just want to talk a little bit about at the spa even though we mostly talked about it oh yes number one is Whitney, I'm very not on board with right now, but I want to still say, I still think she is so pretty and her body, like she literally has a six pack and it's like, yeah, it is 
Like, I, we should all be pole dancing, I guess, mm-hmm. because I know. her body is insane. Yeah. Jen is super tiny. Jen is tiny. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, Whitney, as awful as she is, yeah. she did have a point, though. I thought that Jen was clearly embarrassed of how Jen acted. And she's yep. blaming Whitney for instigating her to act that way. But Jen was taking next to no responsibility for it. And I know it's because Jen's a broken bird. Whitney didn't take responsibility either. In the end, she did. She was like, look, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Because Heather told her to. And poor Heather's there, like, taking all the blame. Heather's, like, trying to take... Heather's like, yeah, yeah, Whitney trying to say, well, Heather, you came over. I was doing just fine. And then you came... I was like, fuck you, Whitney, you little twat. Like, she, she stirred it up. She went in there to cause trouble Mm. and then was embarrassed and felt dumb because it backfired on her and then yes Jen should take responsibility for way overreacting and throwing a glass at her husband's party but Whitney came there to cause shit Yeah. so you need to fess up to that and be like yeah that was she never once said I should not have done that at Sharif's party I know it was so important to you and I should have brought it up no she didn't I don't think she did I don't and I agree with you, Larkin. Like when she went to talk oh, to Heather she did at Beauty Lab, uh, Dipty, but only after Heather, uh, only after oh, yeah. Jen Agreed. splashed the producers. Oh, yes, and right, and was she like, did say, "Oh, I realize now I shouldn't. That wasn't the right place to do it." It's like, come right, on, right. you knew that going in. And I will say too, to your point, Larkin, she when she went to Beauty Lab and was talking to Heather about it, and she and it was like Heather was like, "Oh yeah, I've, I've wanted to like." process this with you and then she immediately went into like blaming it on heather yeah and then being like i'm going back and forth between being like being upset that it happened and but it was like all blaming other people so yes. she was doing the same thing of like yeah. not being like i think she may have said she was embarrassed but yeah then, but she not said like being herself. upset embarrassed and angry with jen or something yeah and it's like and it was like you're the one who got completely shit-faced, yeah. stirred up a bunch of stuff at a party, and Jen absolutely overreacted and just and needs to be responsible for that. But I just had a really funny thought. Instead of yeah. tweaking, what was she doing? Twerking? Twerking. It looked like she was queefing. <laughs> <laughs> I also... I'll say Jen wins oh, just because that their dance off just because she did the worm. Yes. Anybody who does the worm, so <laughs> dressed cute. like Beyonce. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was so. Yeah, cute. Jen definitely won that dance off. Yeah, go Jen, Team Jen. Yeah. We are Team yeah. Jen. Team Jen, not oh, Team Whitney. Gosh. Team Heather. No. Team and Heather because Jen. Heather because Heather was like Whitney. Like, this is a woman who is breaking down in front of us. We, yeah. She needs a friend right now. Like, let's yes. just table all this bullshit about yeah. forcing her to be responsible. Like, yeah. can you see? She's, exactly. like, on the verge. Like, Heather was incredible at that spa scene. Heather was yes. um, firmly yeah, she was in Heather's great. corner. Heather's um, injections and plastic surgery is not very good at this mm-hmm. current stage of filming. No, nope. It's right. hard to look at. But I do love her as a person at this moment. She's agreed. Team Heather. I will say, we see in the scenes coming up, though, that she's going to fight with Jen about it again, where she's like, 
they yes. showed in the scenes that she was like, you're not going to take responsibility responsibility for throwing that glass. Oh, so Jen yeah. must try to so pin it back little... on Heather. Yeah, yeah. it's going to get messy. Poor Heather. It's going to get messy. Well, Heather's strong. She'll stand up to Jen, I have no doubt. But then also makes me wonder if I'm going to go back to thinking Jen is like a monster who's just playing a part and lose Ooh. some of my empathy for her if she starts taking like Meredith's side or something over Heather. Interesting. Probably. Well, only time yeah. will tell. We'll be back it next will. week. And shall. we'll see what side mm-hmm. we're on. I know. Yes. It's good, though. I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. I'm still enjoying it. Me I mean, I got angry and stuff many times, but it's all right. That's what a show should do. It should exactly. instigate anger. <laughs> that exactly. is the mark of a good yeah. Bravo show. Yes. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, thanks so much, guys. And we will be back with all of our listeners in a week. Hopefully. Sounds good. All right. Hey, okay, bye, guys. Good. Bye. Bye.